you doing, people? I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. It is the last day of May. It's May 31st, 2022. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. I watched that little compilation there about 10 times, and I have to say out of all of them, it's the peacock that gets me most. Not only because peacock is a fun word to say, uh, but we have a lot of peacocks here in Florida, and I hear that sound constantly. And Clyde is constantly chasing peacocks, and sometimes peacocks are chasing Clyde, and that's a little insider info uh, as to what it is like to live here in the free state of Florida. Real quick, speaking of the free state of Florida, in two days from now, I will be in Orlando, home of Disney, with Governor Ron DeSantis. I think there's like six or eight tickets left. The, the thing is pretty much sold out, about a thousand seats. It is going to be, as they tell me I say, completely bananas. This is the culmination of the entire Don't Burn This Country tour, and we are going to Orlando, to Disney country, with the governor, and we're gonna talk about freedom and alligators and all that good stuff. If you want the last few tickets, you can go to davidrubin.com slash events. And I uh, hope everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend, spent a little time reflecting on uh, the people who, uh, who gave it all for this country and uh, who made our lives a lot easier than their lives were. Uh, I know I certainly did. I hope you ate some good food and I hope you spent a little time with family and friends as well. And what we're gonna talk about today is actually the, the very thing that the people who gave their lives for this country uh, were trying to defend that in many ways uh, we seem to be just sort of handing away right now. The big news over the last couple of days was that Justin Trudeau, who I have not talked about on this show for a couple weeks now, uh, who is the prime minister of Canada, who really is just a shell of a human being. I mean, this guy is just an absolute empty suit, as Jordan Peterson has eloquently said many times. The guy could not say something true if he tried. It's almost a Jen Psaki level uh, ability of lying, that just the inauthenticity is so extraordinary. Well, uh, he has announced to Canadian Parliament uh, a massive, massive move on guns and gun rights in Canada. You won't be able to buy them, transport them, et cetera, et cetera. We'll play you the video. And so the theme today really is that government tyranny in the West is still spreading. If you thought all the COVID stuff uh, wasn't enough, if you felt like everything that we've seen over the last couple of weeks from the World Economic Forum, that there really is a virus that was always much more dangerous than COVID. And it is the virus that is within all of us uh, and that we just allow freedom that people before us fought for and died for. Uh, we seemingly allow it to just uh, be taken away by people who will gladly take it and take it. Uh, so that really will be the, the theme for today. It's gonna be a jam packed show. And real quick guys, I wanna talk to you about Healthy Cell. Uh, have you ever wondered if those vitamins you're taking every day are actually working for you? What if I told you there's a new type of dietary supplement, one that'll absorb into your body far better? I want you to check out Healthy Cell. It's a new ingestible gel that not only tastes great, but has 165% more absorption than pills. Those old-fashioned tablets, capsules, and powders contain synthetic other ingredients. You ever wonder what they are? They're things like binding glues, fillers, and coatings that can irritate the lining of your stomach. Healthy Cell's microgel, on the other hand, suspends soluble, ultra-absorbable nutrient particles inside a natural gel made of gut-healthy ingredients like soluble fiber, citrus, pectin, acacia gum, and water. It doesn't contain artificial sweeteners, flavorings, or colorings. Heck, it's even non-GMO, gluten-free, and vegetarian. I've been using 
the REM sleep packet. You just down one of these before bed. You will sleep. Connor, you tried it. Did you sleep well? Connor slept well. Phoenix, sleeping well. Michael, sleeping right now. I'm telling you, it's gonna work, people. Visit HealthyCell.com, that's HealthyCell.com, and use code RUBIN for 20% off your first order. All right, so let's get right into it. So Justin Trudeau, I do not like this man. Uh, he is representative to me of everything that sort of lefty, liberal, progressive politicians, whether they're in Canada or America, stand for. They sort of say things that kind of make sense, and then once you peer uh, peel through that very thin veneer, you find the worst sort of authoritarian nonsense. Now, we know this with Trudeau when it has come to vaccine mandates. We know this when it has come to lockdowns. Everything that the trucker protest was all about uh, in Canada that we covered pretty extensively that went on for weeks. Uh, this is a guy who wants power and he does it while speaking very softly and nicely and wearing colorful socks. So people seem to think he's a nice guy because he has nice hair, uh, but he's also often in blackface and he's pretty much a racist and, and sort of the worst sort of public person you could imagine. Well, here he is uh, over the weekend uh, talking to Canadian parliament about a new Canadian gun ban. We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns. As a further part of this new legislation, we're also fighting gun smuggling and trafficking by increasing maximum criminal penalties and providing more tools for law enforcement to investigate firearm crimes. And we'll require the permanent alteration of long gun magazines so they can never hold more than five rounds. Okay, so let's be clear about a couple things here. First off, Canada has no mass gun violence problem. Now, perhaps you can argue that America does. We can have a discussion about that, and that's gonna be an ongoing discussion, obviously, going forward. And it's been a discussion for quite some time. Canada does not have such a problem. What's incredible about that, as he says that they are going to ban buying, selling, transferring, or importing handguns, watching the masked, now all those people behind him, they're all masked. He's not masked, they're masked. And you know it's all theater. They all take their masks off the second the camera's not there, but watching them applaud as the head of the government says, hey, we are going to take away more of your ability to defend yourselves. And they clap like seals, throw me another fish. Arr, arr, arr. These people are absolutely awful. Fear has just run rampant in the worst sort of way in Canada. And Canadians have a limited window, as long as this guy is prime minister, to figure out how to right the ship. I, I have great sympathy I know we get a lot, a lot of viewers in Canada, and I know there are a lot of great freedom fighters in Canada, like Jordan Peterson and Gadsat, all of the truckers, uh, you know, Maxime Bernier, there, there are so many. But Canada, watching Canada fall, and it has fallen in many ways. Do you know that right now, if you are unvaccinated in Canada, you cannot leave Canada by train nor plane? I think you can get in a car and go, but I'm not even sure about that, or you just have to evade the authorities. 
Okay, you cannot do that. You cannot leave the country. That is what a bad country does. When a country says, hey, you're not allowed to leave, that's kind of Nazi Germany kind of stuff, right? It's a little different when you say to people you can't leave rather than you can't come in. Uh, but this is consistent with everything that Justin Trudeau has done, locking down his people, stopping protests, spying on people, closing bank accounts, et cetera, et cetera. We've got many examples of it. Let's just not forget only two months ago, uh, what was Trudeau saying about a group of people who were protesting so that they could open up the country, so that they could go to work, go to school, put food on the table? Well, listen to Justin Trudeau. We know the way through this pandemic is by getting everyone vaccinated. And the overwhelming majority, close to 90% of Canadians have done exactly that. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. Oh, vile human being, those people, right? Those people, those are the people who have unacceptable views. They're a fringe minority. What should we do to them? Perhaps make sure they can't go to work. Perhaps make sure that their kids can't go to school. Uh, make sure that they're more dependent on us, can't defend themselves, et cetera, et cetera, but he, et, cetera et cetera. But he does it, but he talks softly, right? He sounds like a nice guy, right? He's a really nice guy as he takes away your guns and your freedoms and all of those things. He's really, really nice for doing it as he demonizes the, the people in Canada that are standing up for their ability to live freely. Well, it's not just Justin Trudeau. Uh, here is, you may remember this woman, this is finance minister, Christia Freeland. And uh, her grandfather was a Nazi, by the way. Not, nobody's guilty for their ancestors' sins, but I'm just throwing it in there. Her grandfather was a full-on Nazi. Uh, this was her talking about the uh, Terror Financing Act and what they're gonna do to those scary fringe truckers. First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. Ah, she would have made Grandpa proud. Pop would have been proud of her for what she was doing to people who were just fighting for freedom. But it is marching on in Canada, okay? It is marching on, and these things are not disconnected, right? They come for you, then they come for a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more, and it takes some time to do that. They don't come for everything all at once. One of the other things going on right now in Canada is Bill C-10. This is about regulating the internet, making it so that all of these independent people, these independent actual journalists 
uh, who are on YouTube, who are on Rumble, who are on some of these other sites, so that they're gonna have to register with the government. So the government will be able to decide who can transmit what, and the government will be able to control speech more. So this is huge trouble if you're, say someone like I mentioned earlier, Gad Sad or Jordan Peterson, you're someone who is outspoken against the government uh, in Canada. This is a huge problem. Places like Rebel News, places like the Post Millennial, people who are actually doing journalism. Um, but uh, Trudeau's saying that Bill C-10 has nothing to do with uh, stopping free speech. It's about, it's about making music more accept, uh, accessible to people. Yeah, yeah. Why is this government using C-10 to crack down on the free speech rights of everyday Canadians on the internet? Honourable Prime Minister. To be absolutely clear, this is not about restricting content, but about making Canadian music more discoverable and available to the general public. Freedom of speech is explicitly protected under the Act and in our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Incredible. I mean, it's just like these people that just lie for a living, that everything about them. Yes, what Justin Trudeau is mostly concerned about is people getting access to more music. That's the main thing that he's interested in as he's taking away the guns, as he's locking people down, as he's making sure people can't leave the country. His main driving thing with this Bill C-10, this really is just about music. This has nothing to do with silencing dissent. This has nothing to do with stopping what he would call misinformation, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, well, we have a little bit of info on uh, C-10. This is from Minister of Environment and Climate Change, Stephen Gilbo. He says, the bill seeks to amend the Broadcasting Act to account for the increased prominence of internet video and digital media by adding undertakings that conduct broadcasting over the internet to the regulatory scope of the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission. So in essence, if you are just a YouTuber, if you are a small independent news outlet, you'll have to register with these people and they will then be able to control what you say. But that's not really what it's about, according to Justin Trudeau. It's really about music. I just want everybody to hear the, uh, who are the kids listening to now? Drake. They just want the, he just wants Drake to get out there to the Canadians, okay? That's what he wants. Thank you, Michael, for that. Drake, he's popular these days still. They like the Drake, okay. Um, but this is what Justin Trudeau is. He is a deeply dishonest, basically soulless, soulless nothing. He's not, he's not defending Canada. He's not defending the people of Canada. He's just absolutely awful. So I've mentioned Jordan Peterson a couple times here. Here's Jordan Peterson on Justin Trudeau. How can discourse in a great democracy have become so polarized that Jordan Peterson and the prime minister look at exactly the same set of events and come to opposite conclusions about them? Well, he's lying and I'm not. So that's a big part of the that's a big part of the issue. I don't believe that he ever says a word that's true from what I've been able to observe. It's all stage acting. He's crafted a persona. He has a particular instrumental goal in mind and everything is subordinated to serve that. Ain't it the truth? Ain't it the truth? And don't we have way too many people in our political establishment, our media establishment that are doing the exact same thing? They are never telling you the truth. They are never even trying to find the truth. They're not even going directionally towards the truth. They are endlessly doing everything for political goals. So what is this, what is this really about? Now think about it. There's a horrific, horrific shooting in Uvalde, Texas last week, okay? Uh, 19 kids killed, some teachers. I mean, it, the, the story is still unfolding. It sounds like there were massive 
failures at every level in terms of security and the administration at the school and all of that stuff. We'll, we'll find out more about that. What does Justin Trudeau do? He uses that tragedy as an excuse to take more political power, which by the way is happening right here in the United States. We'll get to that in just a second. Um, and that's what I was referencing earlier. They don't do it all at once. It's too obvious if they come for your rights all at once. So they push and they push and they wait and they see how far they can push you, et cetera, et cetera. We've played this clip many times, but I think it's just apropos of everything we're talking about. Uh, one more time, here's Jordan Peterson. This is on Joe Rogan a couple months back. I just don't understand how it gets to the point well, where- Well, th things get to terrible places one tiny step at a time. You know, if I encroach, I, if I encroach on you and I'm sophisticated about it, I'm gonna encroach two millimeters. I'm gonna encroach right to the point where you start, start to protest. Then I'm gonna stop. Then I'm gonna wait then you're gonna calm down, then I'm gonna encroach again, right to the point where you protest, then I'm gonna stop, then I'm gonna wait. And I'm just gonna do that forever. And before you know it, you're gonna be back three miles from where you started and you'll have done it one step at a time. And then you'll go, oh, how'd I get here? And the answer was, well, I pushed you a little farther than you should have gone and you agreed. And so then I pushed you a little farther than you should have gone again and you agreed. You see what we're laying out here, guys? I think we're making a case, right? So what has Justin Trudeau done in Canada over the last couple of years? Well, lockdowns, vaccinations, forcing people out of work, all of that stuff. So they pushed a certain degree, which we all got pushed to that degree in the West, right? Then he goes, okay, now protesting will be illegal, right? We're gonna stop these truckers, these people who were only uh, protesting for their right to speak freely, their right to stand up against their government, their right to live as they see fit, we're gonna make that illegal too, right? Because that's exactly what he did. And then what was it after that? Oh, we're gonna freeze their bank account. So it's this move, you keep pushing, you keep pushing and you wait a little bit and you push and you push a little bit more. And after frozen bank accounts, what is it now? Well, now we're gonna come for their guns. So you don't do it all at once. This is how governments work. Well, I can't say this is how governments work. This is how bad authoritarian governments work. This isn't how Western governments are supposed to work, but this apparently is how the Canadian government works. And uh, if you're in Canada and you're watching this, you got, you got to think about what to do. You got to think about what to do. I'm telling you, I'm meeting a lot of Canadians here in Florida these days who are trying to get the hell out. And, and it makes sense where, if this is the direction that Canada is going in, what will Canada look like uh, in five years? But you know what? It ain't just Canada. It ain't just Canada. It's happening right here in the United States. That's what we're going to cover next. Uh, before I get to that, uh, real quick, guys, I want to talk to you about real estate agents I trust. You know, buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do, and it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent. Generally speaking, our homes are our biggest investment. That's a lot of responsibility, and you need an agent who takes that seriously. That's why I recommend Real Estate Agents I Trust, founded by my good buddy, Glenn Beck. We work with only the best agents in every market. We do our homework, talking to every agent before inviting them to join our network. And here's a big one. We only work with full-time professionals, no part-time or inexperienced agents. Our team makes the intro and then follows you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. The agents we work with have a long track record and are the best sellers in their field. They're part of this audience. They share your values and they're almost anywhere you want to go. The process is simple. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com today and provide them with some basic info. Their team will contact you to make an intro to their preferred agent in your town, including many towns in Florida. And now back to me. All right. So if you see what's going on in Canada and you're in Canada, I know you're freaking out and I hope you're thinking about your life 
and your family seriously? And, and what are you gonna do as the tyrannical government encroaches on you? Takes away your guns, says to you, you cannot defend yourself, we can lock you down whenever you want, we can freeze your bank accounts, et cetera, et cetera. But we have a version of that happening in the United States because the government never lets a crisis go to waste. So we have this horrific, again, un, it's, it's an indescribably horrific event that happened, that transcends politics, uh, that happened in Uvalde last week, okay? Uh, but everyone has made it about politics. And what is everything about right now? It's about taking away the guns. We have to make sure more people can't get guns. We have to take away guns from certain people, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, here's Joe Biden, very confused on uh, high caliber weapons, low caliber weapons, nine millimeters, et cetera, et cetera. And they showed me a, 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 a x-ray. He said a 22 caliber bullet will lodge in the lung and we can probably get it out, maybe able to get it and save the life. A nine millimeter bullet blows the lung out of the body. So the idea of these high caliber weapons is that there is simply no rational basis for it in terms of about self-protection, hunting. I mean, I just, I remember, the Constitution, the Second Amendment was never absolute. Okay, first off, let's do the last line there. I addressed it on Friday. That is absolutely a lie. The Second Amendment is absolute. And yes, when the Second Amendment was codified in the Bill of Rights, uh, the average person was allowed to have a cannon. There was nothing that said that they couldn't, okay? Uh, the idea was that you could have a well-formed militia that could stop government tyranny, stop government overreach, okay? That's just, so that's just a lie. He just keeps saying it and nobody stops him in the media, okay? The media is not too good either. I know you all get that. The other part of what he said in a very mangled, confused sort of way there was a real escalation in terms of what the Democrats are doing on guns because in essence, he's supporting a ban on nine millimeter handguns. Uh, first off, these are low caliber weapons. This is not a high capacity weapon. These are handguns. Uh, now it's interesting because Justin Trudeau in the clip we just showed you earlier was talking about banning handguns. And now you here have Joe Biden in essence, saying the same thing. Now, he may be confused, I suppose. Every time he says something, you don't know if he means it or they wrote it or he's just going off the cuff or if he literally has no idea what he's saying. Uh, but he is suggesting a ban on nine millimeter handguns. These are not AR-15s, et cetera, et cetera. So that's where Joe Biden is at with this whole thing. Uh, here's Press Secretary Jean-Pierre uh, talking about the age limit related to buying assault weapons. The average age of suspects at school mass shootings is 18. Mm -hmm. Would the president support raising the age at which someone can buy a gun to 21? So the president was very clear about this just recently when he said that, uh, the, that uh, in his remarks just on Tuesday, that it doesn't make sense for an 18-year-old uh, to legally buy an assault weapon. And so he made very clear on Tuesday when he, after he landed from Asia and had to deal with such a devastating uh, news that happened in Texas. Okay, so first off, as I just noted to my guys as we were playing the clip, it's just so obvious that all of the people basically, except for Peter Ducey at Fox that are sitting in the White House press conferences, they're just plants. They're government plants who ask the exact questions that 
they want, that the administration wants them to ask. Now, as far as this 18 to 21 issue and the age of the people who are mass shooters, because we obviously have a mass mental health problem in this country, and we also have an issue with young men and a society that wants to throw these people away, especially if they're young, straight, white men, is there some discussion to have related to the age limit when buying a gun? There probably is. There probably is. Does it make sense that you can't drink at 18, uh, but you can go to war, right? Uh, the voting age, all of these inconsistencies related to all of these things. So is there some discussion, perhaps, that 18 related to your full, uh, you know, the, your brain health and all of these things, your brain maturity, uh, is there some discussion to have about that? Of course there is. Now, the problem is that because the left never stops, you can see them making the move right now. Now we're gonna stop a certain set of people from getting, getting guns. And we're gonna start talking about that handguns will be moved. And we're gonna ban all assault weapons, even though we're not exactly sure what those are. All of these things. This is where I, I am so sympathetic to people on the right who years ago, maybe I thought were, were more extreme in a certain degree, that if you give the left an inch on anything, if a crisis happens and then you negotiate in the midst of that crisis, they will just keep coming and coming and coming. Show me one instance where these people ever stop. Show me one instance where they ever say, oh, enough is enough, or maybe we should think thing, things through, or maybe we have to look at ourselves, or maybe our presuppositions with all of these issues aren't quite right and it's not just about guns and everything else. Well, Kamala Harris, she wants to ban assault weapons and you know, she obviously, she doesn't know what anything is, but she certainly doesn't know what assault weapons are. Uh, we've got some info from CNN. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris called for an assault weapons ban on Saturday, saying that in the wake of two back-to-back -back mass shootings, such arms are a weapon of war with no place in a civil society. On the issue of gun violence, I will say, as I've said countless times, we are not sitting around waiting to figure out what the solution looks like. You know, we're not looking for a vaccine, Harris told reporters in Buffalo, New York, after attending the funeral for a victim of a mass shooting there earlier this month. We know what works on this. It includes, let's have an assault weapons ban. Uh, you know what an assault weapon is? You know what an assault weapon was designed? She continued, it was designed for a specific purpose, to kill a lot of human beings quickly. An assault weapon is a weapon of war with no place, no place in a civil society. So what she's saying is she wants the government to have all of the ability to kill a lot of people, but people shouldn't have the ability to defend themselves. Now we can have, again, that honest discussion about the magazine capacity and all of those things and who needs what and can we do background checks a little bit better and all of those things. But this is, this is really just about the move. And she says, you know what works. I, no, we don't. You know what works. Well, why do you guys never talk about mental health? Again, if I had an AR-15 sitting on this table right now, there is zero chance I would run around and start murdering people. I would not go to a school or a temple or a church or anywhere else and start mass shooting people. So it is not about the weapon specifically. Can we have some discussion about who can get access to that weapon? Absolutely, but it, so when you say it's, we know what works, that's, they're so good at that. We know what works, it's obvious. It's obvious what works. Not exactly. Guns have been in this country for 250 years and school shootings have magically 
basically started in the last 20 years or so. So is something else going on? Is something about political polarization going on? Is something about mental health going on? Is something about the internet going on? Is something about self-worth and meaning going on? I suspect it has something to do with that. And perhaps it also has a little something to do with the people who are supposedly in charge, who are scaring the hell out of everybody all the time. Here's New York Senator Chuck Schumer. No amount of bloodshed seems to be enough for MAGA Republicans. This nation is, en is enraged as well as being exhausted. It's been through this over and over and over again over the last two, two decades. People are sick of mourning again and again while listening to the same string of hollow words from the MAGA Republicans that never lead to action. Man, the theme of this show should be, I'm gonna just show you a bunch of really horrible people. I mean, Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer used to be, a, 20 years ago, was a kinda sane centrist Democrat. He was a, a New York liberal, yes, but he was not an insane ideologue, and that is exactly what he has become, and, and that seemingly is what happens to all of these leftists. That quote, no amount of bloodshed seems to be enough for MAGA Republicans. What a vile, disgusting, dishonest thing to say. Do you think any MAGA Republican, do you think any Republican, any conservative is happy about the bloodshed in Uvalde? What they see is a different problem and a different solution than you see Chuck Schumer, but we could just as easily say the same thing about you. We could just as easily say, see, look at the horrible ideas that you ridiculous leftists have imported into society that have so destroyed so much and that you don't leave people defensible, that they can't defend themselves and people are confused about their gender and their sexuality and racism and all the fears, the winter of death that's coming that you people have ushered in this collective mental state that everyone is in. Does that get us anywhere? But yes, the MAGA Republicans want bloodshed. There's never enough bloodshed. Man, these people are just absolutely horrible. And speaking of horrible people, Joy Reid is one of the hosts over at the televised mental institution known as MSNBC. And really listen to what she says here. Really listen to what she says. And let's see if you can get to my conclusion. I'm pretty sure you can. Good evening, everyone. We begin the readout tonight with Republicans just tying themselves into pretzels to point the finger at every single thing but the problem, the gun, in the wake of the murders of 19 fourth graders and two of their teachers in Uvalde, Texas. From mental health to arming teachers to more armed law enforcement in schools, every single thing. As far as we know, there was no mental health issue with the individual who stole the futures of 19 children in Uvalde, Texas. That line right there, you got it already. I know you got it. You guys are good if you're watching this show. That line might be the stupidest thing that has ever been said on MSNBC. And that is an incredible statement to make. And I think it might be the idea that a young 18-year-old kid walks into a school murders 19 fourth graders and some teachers. There's no evidence he has a mental health problem. It's about the gun. That is so absolutely effing bananas that, that someone at MS, she should have been fired on the spot. If MSNBC was a news organization, and they're not, it's a clown show, ridiculous, progressive propaganda network. She should have been fired immediately. That statement is so insane. 
It's so reverse. And then she said, well, the, all they want to talk, they don't want to talk about the gun. The gun's obviously the problem. They only want to talk about mental health. And this had nothing to do with mental health. Everyone in this, watching this, you all know 18-year-olds. You all know 17-year-olds and 19-year-olds, okay? None of them that you know, most likely, would do anything like this. This kid had a massive mental problem. It, 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 it's off the charts what his mental problem was, okay? We may never know exactly what it was. But why doesn't she want to talk about mental health? Why doesn't she want to talk about security at the school? Why doesn't she want to talk all, all about the cultural nonsense that is unearthing this? Because they're the ones peddling all of this. So on one hand, you've got Chuck Schumer saying, ah, you see the Republicans and those MAGA conservatives and blah, blah, blah. There's never enough blood for them. And in essence, they're excusing the shooter. He obviously had no capacity over in his own mind. There was just a gun there, so he decided to kill a lot of people. Complete insanity, complete insanity. And they're doing exactly what they accuse all of us. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Doing. But you know what, guys? What, what do I always try to do here? You know, I always try to give hope. And there is always hope. There really is. And, and we just have to keep focusing on that. We have to push back and tell the truth, even when it is difficult to do so. Uh, so there was a big NRA convention over the last couple of days. Uh, and here is Senator Ted Cruz making sense. Many of these same people make their accusations from behind great bulwarks of safety, from gated communities equipped with private security, or at the very least, from safe and expensive neighborhoods protected by high home prices and low crime rates. Such people can afford an indulgent ideology that ignores reality. As is so often the case, those furthest from the halls of power are the most dependent on the ability to defend themselves. In an age where elites embrace defunding the police, when homelessness runs rampant, when gangs dominate entire communities, and when radical district attorneys refuse to prosecute violent crime in cities across America, rarely has the Second Amendment been more necessary to secure the rights of our fellow citizens. Everything he said there was true. Everything he said there was true. Any of these politicians, do you think Chuck Schumer has armed security around him? Of course he does. Do you think Mark Zuckerberg has armed security in his house? Of course he does. Do you think wherever their children go to school, any of these people, literally any of these people, where their children go to school, where they live, have better policing or, or their own private security or all of those things. Yes, that's what they have for themselves. They want to take away your ability to defend yourself. This is not a radical thing that I'm saying. It is an obvious thing. Understand it and know it. And then there's the broader conversation here, which is about what political priorities are in D.C. They don't really do anything right. They seemingly always just want more of us, more from us, whether it's our money or it's our attention or it's our rights. Uh, so Donald Trump also spoke at the NRA 
convention. Uh, and here he made a good point about what we do with funding. Seemingly, we can give money to everybody else, but we can't take care of ourselves. This is not a matter of money. This is a matter of will. If the United States has $40 billion to send to Ukraine, we should be able to do whatever it takes to keep our children safe at home. At a radical position, right? Basically every senator, except for I think 13 Republicans, voted just in the last two weeks to give another $40 billion to Ukraine. We have no idea where that money's going. We're not getting receipts on any of that. If you want more on that, uh, I did a short interview with Senator Rand Paul, who did vote against it, uh, which is up on YouTube and Rumble and everywhere else. Um, but we can find money to give weapons, bombs, guns, etc. We can give that using our own money that we don't have, that we're borrowing from China. Uh, we can send that over to Ukraine, but why can't we, how come nobody proposed, all right, how about, I don't know, $4 billion to defend our schools? How about that? How about that? How about we really look at what is the, what are the weaknesses of these schools? I'm not even saying this is fully the answer because I really think this is far more of a mental health issue, but what about really assessing what every public school and private school and charter school and everything should be doing right now? And I suspect the public ones, certainly the wealthy public, uh, I suspect that the private ones and the charter ones, especially the wealthy ones, are doing it right now, really assessing, hey, what are our security guards doing? What are our points of entry? What are the weak spots here and all of those things? But we're not really going to do that, uh, right? I'm, I don't think Randy Weingarten's going to be pushing for that, right? She's head of the, uh, the teachers union. I don't think she's really going to be pushing for that. She'll be pushing for getting rid of guns, leaving the schools more exposed. And the simple truth that we all know, we all know is that if you take away guns, first off, there are probably 400 million guns, something like that. What, what's the number? I think it's around 350 million, if I'm not mistaken, guns in the United States right now. And it's an estimate because they don't fully know. But there basically are as many guns as people, something like that, in the United States right now. Um, if you say, okay, we're going to take away 100 million guns, and we're going to make it harder for 18-year-olds to get guns, et cetera, et cetera, uh, what will happen is that bad guys will be the only people to have guns. There are 393.3 million guns in the United States right now. There are an awful lot of new gun owners in the United States over the last two years, ourselves included, because we realized, especially living in Los Angeles, we could not depend on the defunded police and the ridiculous district attorneys to defend us as riots literally went by our house. So the point is that you can take away guns from people and who will give up guns? Who will, who will do a buyback? Now, they always say a buyback on guns, except a buyback would be if the same person who sold you the gun bought it back. This is a buyback when the government is gonna give you money for it. It doesn't really buy back. I don't think that's the technical uh, term on that one. But the simple truth is the more that you say, okay, we'll get some of these guns off the streets, good people will give up their guns. Good guys who have decided to defend themselves will give up their guns. The bad guys will still have the guns. This is a point, there's a clip going around uh, Twitter right now that's going viral that Joe Rogan has been making for quite some time. I wrote this thing once that said this country has a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem. And that's what it is. And I don't think it's wise to take the guns away from the people and leave all the power to the government. We see how they are even with an armed populace. They still have a tendency towards totalitarianism. And there's a natural inclination when you are a person in power to try to hold more power and acquire more power. And it's never, there's never an inclination to give more power back to the people, to give more freedoms back to the people. Freedoms lost are rarely regained. 
how do you stop that? No one knows how to stop that. What what is the answer? Is the answer take everyone's guns? Well, they're not going to give their guns up. So it's going to you're going to have only criminals are going to have guns. An interesting line there. Uh, no one knows how to stop that. I th I think there are some ways to stop that. Actually, we're going to do a cold close with Thomas Sowell uh, from an interview I did with him a couple years ago, where he talks about how you can stop it and that you can actually stop the ever encroaching government. You just kind of have to have the will to do it. Uh, but who in this, if you've been watching this show from the beginning, it's like, who has made sense in these clips that we've showed you? Was it, was it Joe Rogan right there saying we have a mental health problem, not a gun problem? Was it Jordan Peterson talking about the inch by inch that they'll come get you? Uh, was it Ted Cruz saying that in essence, th this is never going to stop, that the elites have it one way and that they want you to live another way that we know they don't live as they defund the police and make sure that your neighborhoods are more dangerous. Is it those people that are making sense? Or, or did you watch this show? And do you think that Justin Trudeau made sense as he made sure, as he pushes this through Canadian parliament, that the average person in Canada will not be able to buy or sell a gun and defend their family? Uh, or was it, uh, was it Joy Reid who you thought made sense there, who said that the shooter did not have a mental health problem? Or was it Chuck Schumer who you thought made sense there, who said that the MAGA Republicans never get enough blood, that they have this endless bloodlust. It's, it's so obvious if you, if you just calmly try to think about these things, what is going on here? And uh, I, think, I think that if we calmly explain ourselves, if we fight earnestly and honestly, that, that like most of the issues of the day, uh, we will win, but they will not stop. They will not stop. It is as simple as that. Uh, so I thought we'd do a, a cold close today. No, we're going to include it in this segment. You want, all right, we're going to, I like this. We're changing it on the fly. So you know what? We're going to switch it up. Uh, here is Thomas Sowell. Uh, this is the interview that I did with Thomas Sowell in 2018. I asked him about this very point that Joe Rogan just referenced there, where is it ever too late to take back government power? Uh, and Thomas Sowell, well, Thomas Sowell, ladies and gentlemen. And in an area where the government has taken on a bigger role than it's supposed to. I think one of the things you hear all the time is it's sort of too late, I think a lot of people think. It's too late to take back no, that I, government power. No, you, you, heavens, uh, during the Reagan administration, that was the only time I know of when the Federal Register grew smaller, that is, where they compiled all the laws that have been passed in a given time. So it can be done. It's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's not uh, e easy, but it can be done. Someone once there was some issue with uh, Reagan was discussing, and someone said, "You know, it, it's complicated." He says, "It's not complicated. It's just not easy to do." Really, this would be about just sort of electing more libertarian-minded politicians. Then, I mean, is that really the only way we can change things? Do you think? No, I think the main thing people have to know what the facts are themselves. Uh, if, if everyone knew what all the facts were, I think you'd have an entirely different set, set of people elected. Oh, I love that line, right? It's like, if we could just inform people enough, they wouldn't be falling for this nonsense, right? The, the, the empty shell of a human being, Justin Trudeau, sounding like a nice guy with his nice suit and his nice hair and his nice socks, saying things that sounds right. If you had an informed electorate, people wouldn't fall for it. Right? If you, perhaps this is exactly why Democrats here want everyone to go to public schools and they're so afraid of private schools and charter schools and homeschooling because they need people to be stupid. Maybe it's really that simple. They need a seriously misinformed, confused, dumb, dumb uh, group of people who have an ahistorical take 
on who built this country and what it's all about so that they can continuously and continuously attain power. But underneath everything Sol is talking about there, and man, if you have not seen that interview, I, I hope that you'll go watch it after. Let's, let's make sure we link to that original interview uh, in this video. Um, and you can hear it actually in my voice. You know, I never get nervous. I, I can speak in front of 10,000 people. I do the, whatever shows I do. I never get nervous about any of this stuff. It's like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I don't feel nerves related to any of this. And when I do stand up or anything else, I never feel nerves. That's the only time I think in my professional life I've ever really been nervous. You can hear it in my voice. There's almost like a frog in my throat as I was talking to him because I was just like, man, this is such a living legend. Um, but the point there is you just have to have the will to do it. Okay, so we can have an informed populace. That'll, that'll be good. Enough of us will know what reality is. We'll know what our rights are. We'll understand what, what these people are. Uh, but then you have, to, you have to have the will. It's complicated to do things. Okay, but so what? We're going to do things. We're going to make things happen. We're not going to let you take our rights. And you need to find enough people who are willing to do that. And occasionally, you are lucky enough to find a politician who will do just that. And uh, I guess those are the people that we need more of right now. Uh, we do have an interesting cold close for you now that we, uh, we mix that thing up. A couple comments from rubinreport.locals.com. Uh, Amy says, I cannot wait to see Governor DeSantis this Thursday. That's right. Speaking of those type of leaders, a couple tickets left at daverubin.com slash events. And by the way, we are doing a Rubin Report community meetup uh, for members of the locals community. I think there's going to be about 100 people there. That's last I heard. Breakfast is on me for everyone. Eat till your heart is full with love and food. Your belly with food and your heart with love. Something like that. Jeb says, kind of hard to blame Trudeau when Canadians elected him and then re-elected him. He has never been subtle about his philosophy or intentions. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, look, the Liberal Party there and, and Trudeau, I think he got around 33% of the vote uh, last time. So it's just that, you know, they have several parties and things get broken up. Um, but you get what you vote for at the end of the day. And it's a damn shame a year ago that they did not look themselves in the mirror and say, this guy is not doing the right thing. It's, uh, it's on Canadians to figure out what you're going to do about this. If this is the country that you want to fight for, if, is this the country you want to live in? I mean, really think about it. There are unvaccinated people in Canada who cannot leave the country right now. Is there any other Western nation that is doing that? What is it really about? Is it about that Canada wants to make sure that they're not exporting sick people into other Western nations? Or is it that they are breaking all of the freedom-loving people in their own nation? And for what purposes? What seems more real? What seems more honest to you? Patrick says, Jordan looks so distinguished. If Morgan Freeman passes away, they can cast Jordan to play God. Yeah, Jordan, when he's like peak Jordan, when the, although in that video that we showed you earlier, uh, he didn't have like full beard Jordan, but when he's in full beard, salt and pepper Jordan, it's like, man, that's Jordan. I'm seeing Jordan a little later today, actually. I think he's in the area. I know he's in the area. Uh, reminder, the big show with DeSantis is on Thursday. I'm very excited. It's going to be a big one. Uh, and join us if you want to play along during the show for the live chat at rubenreport.locals.com. And uh, here's very confused Joseph R. Biden. That has caused carnage on our streets. 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. More than all the wars, including Vietnam, from that point.
Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.